this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. Happy Halloween. This is my second time recording this. I just recorded... 13 minutes out of all numbers, 13 minutes where my microphone was not recording. When I first started it, everything was on, all systems were go. And then I realized all of the green lights were orange and red on the microphone. That means it's not recording. And I was like, how did I not realize that this happened until now? Now, once you hear what today's episode is about, it might freak you out a little bit that that happened. Because in addition to that happening on Halloween, as I was preparing this episode, which will include an unbelievable real-life Ouija board story that happened to me, as I was researching other people's Ouija board stories to include those as well, my TV turned on and it said haunted house and then my TV went off. It was the home screen for Amazon Fire TV. You know how they showcase, I guess, different shows, whatever was being showcased on the home screen, it just said haunted house. So I'm trying to take it as if that's not a big deal. It's Halloween. Of course, they would be showing that show or whatever that movie, whatever it is, that's normal that that would be up there today. And there was just a weird little glitch that my TV went on and off. It meant nothing, right? Everything is fine. The microphone issue that just happened, no big deal. Not connected. I just got a text that I told someone and he just wrote, maybe it's a spirit. That just gave me chills, but okay, we're going to ignore that. We're going to keep moving forward with this episode. And I'm going to retell this insane story yet again. Initially, I wanted to tell this Ouija board story on shenanigans. It's so unbelievable that I thought I needed to have the person who I was with when it happened come on as a guest to help me tell the story. It was my high school boyfriend. I ended up tracking him down on Instagram and I DM'd him and I asked him if he remembered the story and he wrote back and he was like, oh my God, I haven't thought about that in so long. Yes, I I remember all of that. When would you want to do it? And I gave him the date, which was the Wednesday coming up. And he was like, I'm leaving for two months. I'm being reassigned back into the military. I'm not going to be able to do it for several months, but after that I will. I never reached out to him after that. We never did the story on shenanigans. Being that it's Halloween, I figured what better day and what better episode to tell this spooky story. Back in New Jersey, we have a theme park called Great Adventure, kind of like this adventure theme park, and it was about an hour to an hour and a half away from my house in New Jersey where I grew up. So one day my parents decided to take my two brothers and I was left in the house alone. So I invite my boyfriend over, of course. 
Prior to this day, maybe during that same week, I was over at my grandparents' house who lived a couple blocks away from me. And I was upstairs in what was my aunt's and my mom's old bedroom. And up there, there was a ton of books that the whole family had collected. But there were also kind of artifacts and things left over from my mom and my aunts that when they moved out, they just left there in their old room. And my grandma kind of left the room exactly as it was. And for the first time ever, although I had been digging up there for years and years and years, I had never found this. But at this particular moment, I found my aunt's old Ouija board. So I take it home. And on this day that Mike is over, I say, hey, let's do the Ouija board. And he was like, no way, we're not touching it. Absolutely not. I get him to agree to do it. We turn off all the lights in my bedroom. I light some candles and we're sitting on the floor with the Ouija board. And we start to use it and it starts working immediately to the point where I was questioning his integrity and he was questioning mine. I was like, you're doing it. And he's like, you're doing it. So I devised this plan where I was like, okay, ask a question that I don't know the answer to, to yourself. And let's see if the answer comes up so you know it's not me. And I will do the same. He, I didn't know at the time, asked his friend Brian, how did you die? And it spelled out house fire, which is how his friend died, which I did not know. So then I asked my grandpa, who was passed away, what did you used to call me? And it spelled out perfect one. He would always say that I was the perfect little kid. Mike didn't know this, so it proved to me that he wasn't doing it either. So we continue and we start asking Hard-hitting questions such as, who killed JFK? It spelled out the mafia. And this is before I even knew that that was even a conspiracy theory or a possibility whatsoever. So then I said, who killed Nicole Simpson? And this is where it gets really weird and almost something I don't even want to say because I hate to put this information out in the world, especially if it's not true. I'm not saying I believe it's true. I'm just telling you what happened with the Ouija board. So please don't take this as if I'm saying or that I'm creating this whole new conspiracy theory about what happened with Nicole Simpson. But it said that OJ's first wife, and mind you, I didn't know OJ's history. I didn't even know he had a first wife. It said OJ's first wife hired a hitman named Robert, spelled out his last name, I don't remember what it was, from Providence, Rhode Island, and the plan went awry. But the plan was to first kill Nicole and then OJ so that his first wife could collect the money. But she needed to get Nicole out of the way first before killing OJ. I know this is heavy and I know this is an insane theory. I just want to reiterate this is not me saying this. This is what the Ouija board said. So after that question, we then ask, will Mike and I get married? (laughs) being the young, naive high schoolers that we were. And it said, no, you will break up once you learn the lessons that you're meant to learn from each other. And then I'm sure one of us said, how will we break up? And it said that it would be because of Mark in Florida, who I already knew. So I turned to Mike and I say, oh, don't believe that. That's not true. I don't know anyone in Florida, so this can't be real. We'll be together. Don't worry. (laughs) And that was the end of that. Then the doorbell rings. We had ordered pizza. My room was on the second floor. So he goes first. I'm following behind him. And I watch as he goes from the very top of the staircase, completely flips over, going forward, lands on his feet at the bottom of the stairs, 
And part of me was like, well, that's normal for him. He does Aikido. He's like this martial arts master. He knows how to land on his feet. He knows how to not get hurt. He must have just slipped and he knew how to land. No. He tells me he was kicked. He was pushed down the stairs. We get the pizza. We get back to the Ouija board. And the first thing that it says is, ha, ha, ha. We were like, okay, now we're getting scared. And now I'm like, what is going on? Then it says, you need to stop. This is Archangel Michael. Satan is here. You have to stop. So immediately we get chills. We're freaked out. And we do the whole goodbye thing on the board. We close it up. And he says to me, don't ever make me do that again. The entire time I heard the voices. Now, fast forward a few months. Mike and I are still together. And my dad was in the car business. And his business partner was based in Boca Raton, Florida. So they would each purchase cars and sometimes they would have to send them up north. Sometimes they would send them down south, depending on the time of the year or the demand for whatever it was that they were purchasing or selling. I would often go with my dad on these road trips to drop off cars in Florida. So I decided to go with him. We're eating dinner at my aunt and uncle's house who live in Florida. And their neighbor came over, this guy Frank, who my parents or my dad and my uncle knew from New Jersey. He had moved down to Florida as well. So we're all having dinner together. And out of nowhere, he's like, oh, do you want to see my son, Mark? And he passes around this little photo of his son, Mark. Finally gets to me and I look at it. And I remember thinking, I'm like, he's cute. (laughs) Don't think anything else of it. So then Frank says to me, you know him. I was like, what do you mean I know him? And he's like, I have a video of you guys playing wiffle ball together at a family reunion in New Jersey. So although they weren't family, they were close family friends and they would come to our family reunions and like these get togethers. So apparently I did know Mark who lived in Florida, but that didn't even register to me at the time. It was probably somewhere around North Carolina (laughs) on my way back home. It was like ding, ding, ding. And I was like, oh my God, the Ouija board. What the heck? So then I'm preparing for college and I'm thinking about going to college in Florida. It was Flagler and where Ariana went. What's up, Ariana? And I think it was called the University of North Florida or something like that in Jacksonville. So I was thinking about going to either one of those and I wanted to tour the schools. And my aunt who lives in Florida was like, oh, you should contact Mark. He goes there. He can tell you, you know, if he likes it, his thoughts, he could probably give you a tour. So I contact him, meet up with him, do this tour. He and I have this little thing, which then, you know, leads to me breaking up with Mike. (laughs) So nothing ever came of of me and Mark, but it was kind of what led to me breaking up with Mike. And the Ouija board was completely accurate on that account. So I've been talking to someone and I was telling him, about this episode and I told him the story and I was like do you think it's bad luck if I put that out there like should I not tell this story and he was like I don't know he's like I think it's fine if you talk about it just don't actually do the Ouija board ever again but I don't think you'll have bad luck or anything if you just tell the story and then he told me he dated this girl who did the Ouija board with three of her friends and the same week that they did the Ouija board all three of those friends died two of them were in a car accident and then the other one he doesn't know how Since we were on the conversation of it, he told me something that happened in his house in Newport, which was, I guess his parents had bought the house and it was a teardown and they rebuilt their new house there. Prior to tearing it down, his dad had the construction workers stay in the house. 
And they all said to him, this house is haunted. We can't stay here. So they end up tearing it down, build a new house, and then all kinds of weird paranormal stuff would still happen in this house. And it turns out that a girl had overdosed and died. I believe he said she intentionally killed herself. I'm not sure how they know this, but that was the story. So one night, his whole family, when he was a kid, heard this really loud scream. And then his sister screamed, and she goes, she's in my room. And then, like, from that moment on, he said his sister has never spent a night sleeping alone in her entire life. From that point on, she would sleep in her other sister's room. And then she went away to college and had roommates. And then she got married. That's how much it affected her. Him, he said one time, he felt like he was held down, couldn't get up. He couldn't move. He was being forced down on his bed. I was then telling him a story that happened to me. Because now, you know, we're on the topic of it. And we're just kind of thinking back to things that have happened to us. So in addition to the Ouija board story, I've never seen a spirit. I've never heard a spirit. But I may have felt something. One time, I was at my great aunt's house. So my grandma's sister. And she lived just outside of Boston in a little town called Lowell, Massachusetts. And I was up there with my mom, I think, and my grandma... And probably my aunts or cousins. I don't even remember who was all there. But turned out I got the couch. <laughs> I didn't get a room that night. So I'm on the couch. And I was probably in my teens. And I wasn't quite ready for bed when everyone else went to bed. So I went looking through all my great aunt's books. And she was very religious. She had a lot of books on religion. And then I found one that was a book on angels. So I'm reading about it. And it was about people who were touched by angels or affected or helped by angels. And as I'm reading through this book, I remember having the thought like, oh, I want to experience an angel in my life. I wonder what that's like. I take the book. I put it under the couch. I fall asleep. And in the middle of the night, I'm woken up by this warm sensation in my lower back. And then it started to kind of radiate throughout my body. But I was scared and I couldn't move. And I kind of was like, is this an angel? But then on second thought, I feel like if it was an angel, why would I be so scared? I don't know what it was. I forced myself to go back to sleep. And then the next morning when there's light in the room, I turn around and right above my lower back, there's a photo of my uncle Gene, who I never met. He was married to my great aunt. And I was like, was it him? I don't know what that was, but I had never felt something like that before in my life. If anyone has insight, you can let me know. Maybe it was nothing. I don't know. So I wanted to dig up some history about the Ouija board because as far as I know, it's a game by Parker Brothers, right? It's like, how can that actually work? It's a board game. So apparently in February 1891, the first few advertisements started appearing in papers called Ouija or Ouija, spelled Ouija, but I think you pronounce it Ouija, the wonderful talking board. It started in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in a toy store. It answered questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy, a link between the known and unknown, the material and immaterial. So it was a flat board with the letters of the alphabet in two semicircles above the numbers zero through nine, the words yes and no in the upper corners and goodbye at the bottom. And then it came with a planchette, which is that triangle looking device where you put your fingers on it. And then there's like a glass top where you can see what letter or symbol it's hovering above. So the idea is that two people or more would sit around the board and place their fingertips on the planchette, pose a question, and then watch as it moved letter by letter, spelling out the answers. 
So the only difference now is that today it's made of cardboard and in the past, back in the 1800s, it was made of wood. Supposedly, it was proven to work at the patent office before its patent was allowed to proceed. And it kind of makes sense that it came about during that time period because around then people were only living till about age 50. So there were a lot of people that wanted to get in touch with their ancestors. And there was this big obsession with spiritualism at the time. And it worked for Americans because it was compatible with Christian dogma, meaning one could hold a seance on a Saturday night and have no qualms about going to church the next day. It was an acceptable, even wholesome activity to contact spirits at seances. And as I said, a lot of people died. The average lifespan around then was less than 50 years old. A lot of women died in childbirth. Children died of disease. Men died in war. Even Mary Todd Lincoln, wife of President Lincoln, conducted seances in the White House after their 11-year-old son died of a fever in 1862 during the Civil War. People were desperate to connect with loved ones who'd gone away to war and never came home. So it was just very common. It wasn't seen as bizarre or weird. And it's kind of hard to imagine now because a lot of people now are like, why are you opening the gates to hell? Why are you allowing Satan in your bedroom, Jamie? (laughs) But that wasn't on anyone's mind when they first started it. So there's also this myth that the name Ouija, that is a combination of yes in French and German, oui and je. But based on research, they asked the board what they should call it. And the name Ouija, or Ouija, I don't know how to say it, came through. When they asked what it meant, the board replied, good luck. So they went to the patent office in Washington, where they filed the application. And there, the chief patent officer demanded a demonstration. If the board could accurately spell out his name, which supposedly was unknown to Bond and Peters, who were trying to obtain the patent, he'd allow the patent application to proceed. They all sat down, communicated with the spirits, and the planchette spelled out the patent officer's name. On that day, a white-faced and visibly shaken patent officer awarded them a patent for this new quote-unquote toy. Okay, so I found some stories of others who had experiences as well, so I'm just going to read you guys a couple. First one is called A Creepy Doll. I have a terrifying story about a Ouija board. I got a call from my cousin who said that he, his brother, his dad, and his best friend were using a Ouija in their basement. Prior to starting, they took a large porcelain doll out of the room because it was creepy and placed it in an adjacent room face down on a pile of towels. My cousin took a short break because the board was just spouting nonsense and he went to take a poop. (laughs) His dad and brother and friend started asking the board questions without him. One of the questions was, Who is in the other room? It just started spouting random numbers, and when my cousin came back into the room, his brother said that it wasn't working and they were going to put it away, and he showed him the answer to the last question, and he said, dude, that's my social security number. It told my cousin he would die in the Air Force. At this point, they tell the entity to prove itself. Then it spelled out the word doll, and they were like, WTF. They opened the door to check on the porcelain doll they had laid in the other room, And when they opened the door, the doll was standing up right in front of the door, staring at them. Everyone freaked and ran out of the house. His best friend burned the Ouija board, and I think he temporarily went nuts for a few months. My cousin, for some reason, then joined the Air Force and is on a base in Europe right now. Well, best wishes to your cousin. Next one. I asked it how long I had to live. 
We all asked it a question, and the only person asking would know the answer, too. One question that somebody asked was, what was the name of the boat I went on a cruise on when I was six? It answered. We played with this thing forever. It had a cold spot and would place a candle where the cold spot was, and the candle would burn sideways, not straight up and down. One night, we all asked it how long we had left to live. And this is where it gets scary. Everybody asked, and they had 50 to 60 plus years left. I go to ask, and it says 10. I ask 10 years, and it says days. I pretty much poop a brick at this point. It said I was going to be killed in a car accident by a girl named Emma. We would ask it three days later, and it would say I had seven days left. Ask it two days later, and it said I would have five days left, and so on. I'm freaking out at this point, carrying a Bible in my pocket, and I'm wearing a big cross. I finally tell my dad, and he doesn't believe me. So I made one out of a piece of paper and used a CD to show him. It worked, and he flipped out and told me that I didn't have to go to school the day I was supposed to die. I didn't go to school, and nothing happened. Choked. I have no evidence, and I don't care if you don't believe me. I've used a board with results and let something into my home and have been physically assaulted by this entity. It started out with that feeling like you're being watched and doors closing and footsteps on the hardwood when you were home alone and progressed slowly into being kept awake by something shaking the bed or pulling off your covers, sometimes even whispering your name. The board would disappear for days on end, then show up in places you never would have put it. I became obsessed with it. Then it was a black mass in the corner of the room, or the silhouette of a man watching you from the doorway. After that, it escalated pretty quickly. I had my hair pulled, fingers pricked, scratched, choked, held down in bed, while this thing was whispering in my ear in what could have only been Latin. We had our house blessed, and the bad thing hasn't shown back up but I will never again play with one of those boards. Speaking of having the house blessed, so this person that I was telling these stories to and he was telling me about his house being haunted in Newport, they ended up having their house blessed as well with holy water, and since then they didn't have any occurrences after that. We lost 10 hours. My friend and I were 14 or 15. She had a Ouija board that we used quite often. I always thought she was pushing it for the fun factor. I never took it too seriously. One night we started, and it was about 9 p.m., we started getting very strange sayings, none of them I can remember 27 years later, and we got a name, although the name I have forgotten over the years. It said he was from Malaysia. He was here to protect us. I don't remember that much. The next thing we know, it's 7 a.m. It was like we blinked and the sun was up. It was very freaky. We lost 10 hours of our life. Neither of us remember anything about it. We were just sitting there at the table staring at each other like, what happened? Too bad we didn't have a third person there to tell us. She would never use it again. I did, but I never had that happen again. All right, last one. Accurate death prediction. I was staying at a hotel with friends in northern Ontario for a chess tournament. Can't exactly remember the town. Anyway, we were looking for some thrills at night and someone busted out a board. We asked a few questions I can't remember, but I will never forget when we asked if it knew if any of us was going to die. So it spelled out a person's name that was with us at the time, and then a date, which was approximately a year later. My friend died a year later from cancer in his knee. He knew about it six months before he died. To this day, I'm curious about the device, 
but damned if I'll ever touch it again. There's so many other stories I can read you guys, but I'm going to end there because I need to take Ivy trick-or-treating and I have a bunch of kids knocking on the door who need candy. So I want to wish you all a happy and safe Halloween. I hope you can sleep tonight. I hope I can sleep tonight after this episode. If you have any freaky, scary, spooky stories, send them my way. I want to hear them. I want to know I'm not the only one. And of course, I should say, take this all with a grain of salt, or better yet, put a circle of salt around you for protection, depending on which way you believe. Whether or not this is true, I can't verify. I don't know. If all of these things are just weird, weird coincidences, that's a possibility as well. If we subconsciously move it ourselves, that's a theory. I don't know how it knows things. Maybe we can access a subconscious that knows more things than our conscious self knows, and we're the ones actually answering the questions. Who really knows? I just know that I don't know enough to know. So I think it's interesting to share these stories and see who else has had similar experiences with them. If you don't believe in any of this, that's fine too. Happy Halloween. I'll talk to you next week.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.